At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hmm? Ah! Huh. Aloha, everybody. I'm Rima. I'm Jason. And I'm Bake. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Lock and Key. Today we're covering Season 2, Episode 8, Irons in the Fire. And if we had a video podcast, you could see whether or not Rima makes the right gesture when she says aloha. (laughs) (laughs) Just assume that I am. (laughs) Uh, So what would you guys think about this um, episode this week? We've only got a couple more. So did you guys like this episode? Um, you know, I'm going to feel. Hawaii this summer, and now I'm not going to be able to not think about that <laughs> the whole you, time. Just please, please don't do the gesture. <laughs> I know, oh, I got to dare you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> gotta remember not to do that. Please. Yeah, that <laughs> oh, I watched this TV show. It's Lock and Key. <laughs> yeah. uh, this episode oh, I thought was, was fun, but it, it was great. I love watching the show, but it was a little like not like underwhelming as far as the severity of the plans of Gabe's plans and also the kids response to it. I mean, more so about Gabe though, but I'm like, this is what you're going to do with your army of demons. I thought you were going to rule the world, but now it seems like he's really just focused on turning Kinsey. Like he really felt hard for this girl. So, um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It felt a little bit like that's what, that's it. I get that. Yeah. Go ahead, Pig. Yeah. Listen, I, I mean, I, I think I enjoyed it a lot more. But no, uh, watching it a I enjoyed it, too. Getting, I yeah. Did, yeah. I, I did, but, but watching it a second time and really, like, cracking down and doing my notes and everything, I do see totally where you're coming from. Because it's like, yeah, they, you know, when you have these weird lines and stuff, which we'll talk about in more detail. But, you know, with Gay just being like, you know, well, I don't want to just share this gift with anyone. Because he's like, you could have turned to a whole town by now. Right. It's like, well, it's like, where you're like, well, what is he really trying to do then? Like, it's, <laughs> And I, I feel like the show's trying to write its own line where it's amping up the intensity, but not try. It's trying not to cross the line and get like too severe and too crazy. Like they want to keep stakes manageable so they don't have to like be too intense and too scary and too, you know? Yeah. Or maybe it's, yeah, I wonder about that because I, I was wondering if when, um, I know we're getting into little details, but it fits with what you're saying. When Kinsey was telling the Savini's, all right, if they come after you, you got to take him out. And I'm like, does she mean kill them? She's being kind of vague. But then later she says, yeah, you, you have to kill them one by one. So, mm-hmm. cause at first I was like, are they just tempering that a little bit because they don't want it to be too dark? But I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're only on episode eight and we have two more left to go. So they can't peak too, too much right now, you know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And another season at least too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cause we do have that to look forward to, but there were definitely moments in this episode, which we'll talk about that. The first time I watched it, 
I'm literally like hands on head, like screaming, like, oh my God, like they really, oh my, oh, wow. Like, oh no. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a great first watch for me. Definitely where I was like very invested and having a blast with it. And then second watch, so like really digging in and notes and you pick up on a little more of like, eh, but why this and why that? But you know what? Overall, it's still great. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was entertained, but I, I was, um, I think you stated it well, Jason, about kind of there were some moments that were underwhelming and I was a little puzzled by Gabe's plan and what he's doing. And I don't know that I fully understand what he's doing. And like you said, it seems to be all about Kinsey and I don't know, just kind of kind of weird. But overall, it was still pretty entertaining. I think there's some good things to to talk about for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, who wants to start this week with their number three? Is it my turn? I went start? first last we week. Took turns? So yeah. When he, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> who went, go ahead, go who ahead went and, first two weeks ago? We should all take turns. I don't know what I did yesterday. <laughs> yeah, we should. I'll, yeah, just go. And I'll, I think I'll it might have been you, Pake. So I'll, I'll go. But if I'm wrong, forgive me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so my number one is called, I mean, three is called Minimal Iron in a Weak Fire Part One, The Kids' Plans. Because it's Irons in the Fire is the title of the episode. That means like plans brewing and Gabe has plans brewing and so do Tyler and Kinsey. Mm -hmm. And also it's about the historical locks, forging weapons and things like that. But um, I think the plans could have been stronger and more effective. Still fun to watch. But um, so the kids decide and there are some good things in here, too. But the, they decide to warn all the Savinis about, oh, crap, you know. Gabe has this key that's turning everyone into demons. So watch out and Logan too. And anyone else who knows about the keys, which I don't know who else that would be. Maybe Jamie. I'm not sure. Uh, they speaking of Jamie, they send Bodie to school and Tyler's like, school's the safest place for you. He won't go there. I'm like, why? <laughs> uh, why do you assume that <laughs> schools are off limits to demons? Like they, they, you know, they have boundaries. Well, no, apparently not because they were, at, I mean, they weren't at Bodie's school, but yeah. you know, they were at, their school, their, the academy. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, they're just assuming that Gabe's not interested in turning a bunch of elementary kids into <laughs> demon army right I now. Guess like so. children of the corn. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. Ew. laughs> I uh, I thought it was cool uh, uh, of them asking each person to take the key so that they could decide who was a demon, and that was suspenseful. And now we know, I mean, we're pretty sure now that Abby's not a demon. That's the one we kept yep. pointing at. Um, nor Scott or Doug, although Doug kidding around, I actually did kind of go for that for a second. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Uh, uh, or Zadie. Um, and then I liked when Scott said, I knew I wasn't a demon, but I'm still slightly relieved. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's, it's like Battlestar Galactica. You don't know if you're a Cylon or not. Um and then um, I don't think either one of you guys have seen that, right? But I know some listeners know what I'm talking about there. Um, so Kinsey says, you know, now that I know you're all still you, we have to find Gabe's demon key and get it away from him before he turns anyone else. So that's really their plan. Find his key, get it away from him. And uh, Abby says, what if a demon comes after us? Well, you have to take him out. And it does mean kill them. She says... 
you know, it, Doug says if they kill Gabe, do the rest of them die too? And she says they have to be killed, but one by one, which is intense to think about. You're thinking, you yeah. know, I'm going to have to kill anyone who's turned. So yeah, it yeah, kind of becomes this sounds... zombie feel where it's just like, that's yeah. not the person you once knew. Yeah, yeah right. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely walking dead kind of feel there because some of them are either could be friends, schoolmates. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyone, anyone that they could possibly Your know, mother, or at least just anyone. at the very essence, mm-hmm. it, just another human being. I mean, that was a person. Yeah. You know, even if it's not someone that, you know, you, you look at them and they look, I mean, like yeah, normal. it could be someone you so. don't mind killing too. <laughs> <laughs> well in that case <laughs> hey this makes it easier i don't ever like that guy um and so and she does end up smacking the fuck out of a bunch of them with a baseball bat that was pretty intense <laughs> whack but yep. it didn't didn't help and so she has the hercules key tyler has the matchstick key and um they kind of are just on alert and i guess their plan is just to protect themselves and to look for uh you know, try to get the demon key away from Gabe. And I kept feeling like we're going to get more surprise demons. And we did with Jackie and she's like, that was a great scene. Can you take this key? You already gave that to me this morning. Jackie, take it. I can't do that lover. And then she says, Tyler, this is going to happen to you too. You need to accept that. Trust me. It'll be so much easier if you don't fight this. Think of how happy we'll be together. And Logan's like, don't listen to her, man. She turned into a psycho demon chick. I like that. (laughs) but then she just charges at him and I guess she was going to try to get him to Gabe. So Gabe wants to turn the locks. It seems like not kill them. And then he, Tyler used the matchstick key to make this wall of flame. And then that was pretty intense. Her like roaring with this demon face. And Mm -hmm. he's like, got this look on his face. Like this really sucks. And then, um, and I thought, you know, if she had been clued in on magic that, they could have warned her about Gabe and maybe this would not have happened. You know, I'm still like not happy that she, (laughs) with that whole scene a couple episodes ago, I don't think staying ignorant helped her. So, so either. So that's really when the plan changes, you know, now that, uh, Jackie's changed. And like I said before, they, they kind of think maybe they'll have to kill anyone who's turned, Tyler thinks of a new plan. Oh, let's make a key that unlocks the demon from the person's soul. And so I think it's kind of, that's why, cause he doesn't want to have to kill his girlfriend. Um, yeah, I thought it was a bit of a stretch that they find the whispering iron in the lure in Renly's hat. Oh, I thought it was incredible. <laughs> I would loved it. That's the I moment. Thought that it I, was great. I thought it was super cool. Whenever he's just like, I got it. He's like, what did you say? It's like in case of emergency. And even before they showed the, the flashback with Aaron and the hat, it clicked in my mind. He ran upstairs and they showed that hat. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, mm. it worked for me. I was super it, into that. I thought it was cool, too, because it didn't. I mean, and it should have, because I feel like when they show you something, it means something and it's going to come back. And I just totally that went over my head when they discussed the, you know, Rendell's old hat and that Tyler had it. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, they That's got me. Point. So I thought that, that was, I thought that was yeah. good. I guess as a comic fan, I thought, oh, they're showing something for us comic fans. But um, yeah. you're right. It's it's got a double thing and that's clever. But I just thought, you know, Duncan happened to say in case of emergency or whatever he said that triggered Tyler to think, oh, yeah, it says in case yeah. of emergency. And, and maybe there's 
whispering iron in my dad's lure. Oh, look, there is. <laughs> and then they break it. And I'm like, how do you get it in there? But I guess they're crafty, those locks. Anyways, mm-hmm. it was okay. So then he, he, um, he says making a key is a conversation. Well, Duncan, actually, he says a conversation between the whispering iron and the key maker because only um, Tyler can hear it whispering. And, and I, that too, I thought, ah, this seems like the writers want to have Tyler make the key. So they just made up this rule you know, about the iron only calling to the, I don't know who, whoever. <laughs> it just feels a bit contrived. And why would it be calling out to Duncan to help Gabe? And then, yeah, yeah. It kind of it, opens that up as a little plot hole. I mean, the writers always contrive the plot to fit the story that they want to tell or the rules of the story, but which is fine. But when it feels contrived to me and it, it kind of takes me out of it. So, uh, it's not that bad of a thing, but just just a little bit well, of a like, man, they're really it feels like they're forcing it in a way that's not natural to be what they want it to be. Maybe they are. I don't know. I'll, I'll save it for comic talk. There was something I read that referenced, um, you know, in the comics and Whispering Iron. So I'll, I'll save it for that in case it's spoiler for, for people for yeah non-comic readers. I don't know. I mean, I'm th- it's probably just nitpicking. I think it's cool. I, I want to see what's going to happen. I think it's cool that Tyler's going to try to make a key that unlocks the demons from the souls of the ones who've been possessed. So that's a good plot development to follow up on next week. Yeah. And that's where we are with the kids. Like they, they kind of had this plan to try to get the demon key away from Gabe, realize they can't do it. So now they're going to make their own key. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. I'm excited to see see them, the younger locks, make a key. Uh, Pake, what's your number three? That was my number three, almost exactly. So, uh, <laughs> oh, cool. You took Any, anything pretty much you? all of them. So I will see if yeah, if I have a couple of extra points. So it'll make my job real easy right here on number three. Um, but yeah, so uh, you mentioned you know we don't know if Jamie was let in on it. I assume so because Jamie and Bodie, we have a little moments of them talking. Uh, I do like that she grabbed the small world key back from her dad. Oh yeah, give back to Bodhi. Yes, but, uh, but yeah, I no, really he gave that back. Is... She gave that back to Bodhi, and it makes me wonder, like, okay, because it's not really just, doing like, Bodhi any good. Desk? It's not. <laughs> it's not doing any good if it's not with the dollhouse. And I kind of right. wonder if we've kind of seen the last of that key, at least for the season, or maybe for the maybe. series. Be- and if so, I mean, they did some great things with it that we really got our entertainment value out of that key already. So yeah. if they don't use it again, yeah, I'm okay sure. with it. <laughs> yeah. But why I think Jamie has been let in pretty much. I think at this point with the the severity of the stakes, they have decided it's worth letting everybody know now because we get Tyler and Kinsey talking to the Savinis. We talked about that. But even I think with Jamie, I think she knows because Bodie has that line, which hit me really hard. Actually, I was like, damn. But he says, you know, what if something bad happened to one of us? Because my mom can't remember magic, so she would just blame herself. And so with that line, though, I think that's kind of a follow-up of a conversation we didn't get between Bodie and Jamie where he spelled out everything that was going on. Yeah. Him going, what if somebody gets hurt? It was like, well, yeah, she, he must have let her in on the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that <laughs> Doug's bad timing for a bad joke, but it was kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> and then Scott's line. That's something I would uh, do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Scott's line. And then Zadie was awesome too. Yeah. With the, as in take them out. 
But then when she explains that, she goes, this is getting Romero as hell. Wait, I feel like I've been training for this my whole life. Uh, <laughs> Wait, this is real life, not a movie. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm still excited. Yeah. And then the with Doug asking, you know, if we kill Gabe, do we kill the others? And then Doug, they're not vampires. Uh, <laughs> which is fun. Uh, yeah, Logan and Jackie, those bits. Uh I'm, it's always good to see Logan again. We don't get a lot of him, but I do really like the character and the actor. Me too. And then yeah, after um, like I, I didn't notice it on first watch, but on second watch, I see uh, Tyler tell Logan, "Hey, Jackie, Jackie can't understand any of this, so can you just keep an eye on her?" And then yeah. I'm like, "Oh, he was supposed to keep an eye on her. Did he turn too?" And then you get to that scene, and he's laying on the floor all bloody she must have yeah they mu- i don't know what happened but it wasn't good Gabe for <laughs> taking him out or yeah, yeah which yeah <laughs> which that was another scene that really got me where i was uh was you know tyler's like i gotta go back for jackie and then you see jackie and logan walk into that like room and then you hear somebody come up the stairs and they're like tyler and then gabe comes walking up he's like i'm afraid not i was like Fuck! <laughs> like you just get it's like so invested into it i'm like oh no you see where this is going <laughs> but uh I love Doug showing off his Krav Maga skills. Take that, Javi. Um, I thought that was dumb. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My Krav Maga really came in handy. He just ran past right. you. Come on. <laughs> I, I love Doug. He's so good. I love Doug, too. Um, but, yeah, so you talk about, yeah, the Jackie stuff. Her, seeing her with, like, the demon face and stuff was not a great visual as far as my heart because uh, it did like I was like this is so heartbreaking when Tyler realizes I mean, like just, yeah, just take disturbing. the key and then she just changes I was like that's, oh my god that's uh, my yeah. hangry face so yeah you never want to see that <laughs> face on your girlfriend yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean if you don't feed me that's that's the face I make so <laughs> so yeah so then yeah the the fishing lure I thought was great the in case of emergency so if your dad had a break glass in case of emergency stash of whispering iron I never knew about it and that's what kind of triggered him in case of emergency. Uh, and then I think the last one on that with, yeah, is just Tyler's deciding now it's time he's going to make this key so he can save Jackie and the others, but mainly Jackie, let's be honest. And <laughs> what, what is this key going to be called? Is it the undemon key? Uh, <laughs> which is this the first time they've called yeah, it the what demon would it be key? Called? What Gabe has? Cause I think I was called. I think that. so. I like, Ooh, another one. I got yeah. another one. Boom. Uh, yeah, but this one is like the undemon key. <laughs> yeah the undemonizer no i don't know unpossessor <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's all that i had on that but some fun stuff good stuff gosh you guys have good points um well my number three i wanted to talk about just some of the historical context that we got because you know, we had from the first episode, you know, we got that flashback from the Revolutionary War. It was kind of short. We didn't get too much. Uh, but we got it again, uh, which I don't know. I I don't know if I really needed them to repeat it. I don't know if they felt like because we're in episode eight and that was way back in episode one, they felt the need to kind of repeat some of what we saw again to like refresh our memories. But either way, it was fine. Um, but you know, we well, yeah, I mean, before more. they just showed kind of the end point, but now they showed how we got up to that. So I think it, I felt like it right. kind of made sense to just show it again since it was so short, you know? Yeah, it's fine. It was fine. Um, yeah, but I was like, oh, I've seen all of this before. Like, 
beat by beat. <laughs> it was like, oh, they're yeah. just replaying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just wasn't they shortened the it. entire thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like, here's where we were or something. Mm-hmm. Not the whole thing, but it it's fine. Um, but I like that we, you know, get a little bit more of the story here of this Captain Frederick Gideon. Um, what's his name? Kevin Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant. Um, yeah. Durant? Durant? One of them's a basketball player, one of them's the actor. Um. I think it's with a D at the end, Durand. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, he's, I I really enjoy, he's, he's entertaining and I I watch, I enjoy watching him and um, his, his roles. And that dude, I didn't realize how tall he was. That dude's like six, six. Um, just for mm. you know, a little context yeah. of how because I saw how he was towering over Peter Locke, and I was like, "Dang, that dude is either really short or he he is like really tall, and he happens to be really tall." But anyway, he definitely has like an intimidating presence. Um, but it was good. It's to weird to hear him get... speaking in English accent with that. Oh, it was really yeah. Uh, good evening. Yeah, you must that... be Peter Locke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very different. Very different. <laughs> Uh, but I liked getting his uh, a little or a little bit more context around him and finding out that it was his diary that Bennett has been reading throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I thought maybe that was the case, either him or one of the other soldiers that was there. actually uh, it's not. Uh, oh well, the book is from Benjamin and uh, what's his well, son's he has name? The diary. He has uh, Gideon's diary as well. He does have Gideon's diary. There, it's just one page that is in this book, though. Because if you look at the book, it's all these notes from Benjamin Locke. It says property of Benjamin and uh, who's the kid? Peter. Peter. Or Peter's well, Peter, the dad. Peter's the dad. Property Benjamin. of Peter Locke and Benjamin Locke. And it has all their notes about this guy, Gideon, and everything. And then there's the yeah. stuff that he was writing in the well house, which I think is just like one note that's in there with the whispering iron too. Yeah. He's got I, I, the ledger is from right on. I think he's got Gideon's journal and then somehow he's got parts of Ben of, of the locks stuff. I don't know if he found that also, if that's part of the ledger that then Nina gave him. Cause that's all. Yeah, stuff. it is. So, so he's the, kind of, so these flashbacks are him kind of reliving. He's got Gideon's journal. He's got the locks journal. He's got the ledger and he's like, comparing everything to get a picture of what happened i mean i think the the part from gideon is just the stuff he was saying about i found this portal and it's you know we need to get someone over there and let the powers out and stuff like that but all the details of everything that he's remembering about that this guy came and murdered somebody and stole from them and was hanged and all that that's in peter and benjamin's ledger Mm -hmm. So most of the stuff we're seeing is from that. From the viewpoint of the locks, yeah. Right. Well, at least Ben, because his father was dead by that point when they hung Gideon. Um, That's right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I liked getting that flashback and kind of seeing this, you know, how that played out and getting to see uh, some of the original Locke family. Um, and I just, I, I thought it was interesting because I, I think we've talked, or maybe I've talked about it before anyway, kind of wanting a little bit of that history of where the lock started, um, who started making the keys, um, which I won't go into too much in case it's, it's one of y'all's points, but you know, I, I just thought it was kind of good to see that history. I, I bit of a history nerd myself, maybe not as much as Bennett, but, uh, I, I do enjoy the history part of things. And even if it's fictional, it's kind of interesting to see where the, the, 
family originated um, in their land and how they started to make the keys and and just kind of getting a little bit of a hint of making those connections, what Bennett is, the information that he has and where it's leading him to and who that information was coming Mm -hmm. from, that it did point to Gideon, um, whom we met in that first episode. Um, So I, I liked all of that, kind of seeing how kind of getting into the magic element and how to make those keys um, and how he kind of said, you know, you're not the last of me. You know, this isn't going to be all that you're going to see of, of my kind. So, and I thought it was just interesting because then here we are today with Gabe, you know, trying to create more demons. thought that was kind of fitting. Yeah. Yeah. He so. said, I've opened a gateway between two worlds, a portal to the beyond that mere mortals cannot comprehend while my fate is likely sealed, I implore you, I don't know who he's writing to, by the way, find this place and let the staggering power of the other realm wash over this flawed world. I also don't know, like, I guess you'd need someone to go find it because you need the bull- You need people for the bullets to hit, maybe. You know, maybe the demons mm-hmm. can't just come out of there. But um, yeah. I, 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 hearing that, and that's, you see Josh, like, oh, all interested in that part, especially Josh Bennett. And it'd be interesting to know what he found out about this portal before that made him think that it was like the spiritual world where he could possibly contact his wife or reunite with her or something, his dead ex-wife. Because, you know, he's saying, let the staggering power of the other realm wash over this world. I'm like, uh, maybe that's not exactly the other world, the a kind of other world that you're thinking it is, Josh. <laughs> yeah. But maybe he's so desperate, he's just getting what he wants to get out of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he, yeah, he's he's interested. <laughs> he finds out from reading all that. I think the things that he finds out are that this portal is in a sea cave. That's basically the main thing that he finds out. Yeah. And then Eden comes. <laughs> yep. All right. Jay, what's your number two? Okay, I'll continue on. Minimal Iron in a Weak Fire Part 2, Gabe's Plans. So Gabe now has all these demon-possessed people working for him, which really does fit with the character because we've seen Dodge always has other people working for her, Sam first, then Eden, and then Javi, and now a bunch of obedient demon possessed people who, by the way, I feel like, I mean, we know, um, Javi and detective, what's his name? Matuku. Matuka. Matuku. Matuka. Um, we, uh, the other ones, I, I didn't necessarily rec- recognize any of them, but I suspect we've probably seen some of them in the background at times. I don't know. Did you guys, I don't know if I recognize, I think it was just kind of a bunch of random People Matheson like, like, citizens. Like yeah. there was some other students. There was like a couple and then of adults. Like teachers yeah. and, then, and like a security yeah, guard. And, and yeah. Yeah. So it seemed random. Yeah. And I think the demon making initiative is pretty underwhelming so far. Like he hasn't turned many people and they're not doing much. And Eden says, you could have turned half the town by now. Gabe says, I'm not going to waste this gift on just anyone. And I was wondering, is that just like a hand wavy rider excuse for why he hasn't turned more people or is there a real in-story reason? It it did feel like it to me, although um, he said, I'm trying to think of what the in-story reason could be. He said, see all these demons, they're helpful, compliant and obedient. So I'm like, maybe he knows only certain people will be obedient somehow. Like, 
a certain kind of person or maybe he only has a certain number of demons. If he's actually calling them from the other realm to possess these people, maybe he, he only has a limited number of friendly demons or whatever, or it's a combination (laughs) of the two. He knows how to match the right demon with the right person. Um, also, and maybe he doesn't want to just turn a lot of them because he might lose control of them. Like he did with Eden kind of, um, also I was thinking maybe he picks people who can offer him resources. That might be at least part of it because he has this big fancy cliff house, sea cliff house, which looks like it's about to fall over to me. It's like, I was going to say ooh, sea, dangerous some sea erosion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, the, the demon clubhouse. Uh, yeah. That's what I was calling it. But, uh, I never understood building a house like that right on the edge is I've I'd be too scared to be in a house like that. I've seen with my own eyes the wreckage of a house that was built on a ledge that collapsed. And I was like, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I used to out, live like, in on like the water in a place and like seen that where he was like, oh, yeah, see over there. There was a house that was built up on there and then the yeah. cliff eroded and it fell in. And I was like, well, then why would you want to? Build? Why like, would you I've do that? that? I lived in yeah. Isla Vista when I went to UC Santa Barbara and and my house was my apartment was right up next to a cliff like that. But it wasn't. It wasn't right up next to it. There were several feet, but there were all along there. There were a few that were, uh, what do you call it? You're not allowed to go in there anymore because they're, they eroded away too much. Like condemned or something. Condemned. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I, I, this house otherwise is pretty freaking awesome. And I, I don't think they said, unless I missed it, but I presumed it just belongs to one of the people he turned. Right. So he picked a rich yeah. guy. At first I was thinking Javi because we see Javi show up, but we've seen parties at Javi's house and stuff. And I don't think it's the yeah. same place. So it I mean, you could just show up at a house like that, stick the key in and into the person when they open the door, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then you have a house. Um, so, so I'm trying to think, what are they doing? Like Detective Matuku pulls Kinsey and Tyler over. He takes off his sunglasses to reveal his demon eyes. And he says, do you really think you could stop him? And I'm like, why don't you just come up and kill them? That's my first thought. You know, why do you, why do you let them know that you're a demon? Why aren't you doing anything more than intimidating them? And he says he's waiting for you. So I think, you know, everything that happened this episode just kind of confirms that Gabe, what he wants to do is turn everyone, not kill them, especially Kinsey, because he has all those goons capture Kinsey and Scott. And he says, I want you to join me. So, you know, he pretty much spells it out. It's not like this is some kind of great podcaster insight or anything, but um, <laughs> uh, they took him to the school, right? I'm like, and then they got defeated by the fire alarm. Like, why not take him to this yeah. big beach house? <laughs> where you're all alone. <laughs> and uh so that's why I thought and eh, that's kind of weak. And he didn't even try to kill Eden. I thought she's like I'm going to snap Kinsey's neck and he goes you might want to think twice about whether you want to do that and then he goes run along. I'm like why did you tell her to go after she just said she was going to do the thing you didn't want to do? And the more I think about this episode the l- the least I like it. I still like it, but just a bunch of little <laughs> things like this. <laughs> yeah. So God, yeah, I'm afraid how you're going to pick apart Dexter tomorrow. <laughs> you don't like it when I don't like things, huh? I could pretend to like everything if you want. <laughs> okay, good. No, I mean you make you make good points. It's just like, oh man, you know, make make me think twice about it. Uh, but no, there there, I agree. Question questionable things and and like why why did they do this and not this and you know. 
Yeah. I mean, I think he, if you're him, if you're Gabe and you fell for Kinsey, if if that's as simple as it is, and you're like, I want to turn her into a demon. I mean, for one thing, I'm thinking, would she be as appealing if she was just a mindless drone? Didn't you fall for her for a reason? Because she's her. But aside from that, if you decide you want to do that, then I guess you do, you, you have an army of people. You'd send them after her to, to capture her, which is what he did. I, I mean, yeah, but he should have had them I mean, take her it somewhere else. Would have made more sense, yeah, that that they're in a controlled environment. Why do it yeah. in a public place like school where there's all kinds of variables, there's a lot of people around. I mean, so, well, and we did see that it didn't go the way that he wanted it to. It would have been better had they just been captured and brought to that house where it was more controlled mm-hmm. and around more people that could control the situation. So, yeah. So, yep, makes sense. Right. Anything else? Nope, not on that. For your number two? Not on that point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not for now. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fake, what's your number yeah. two? So actually, my two and one, my last two points are both of what you guys talked about, which is like the, the flashbacks to the 1700s and then Gabe's plans. And so I'm like, well, which one should I go with to, to add on to first? <laughs> what do you think? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Yeah. Which one are you more interested, uh, most interested in? Um, I'll kind of do kind of, I guess I'll, I'll go with the Gabe's plans and stuff since, you know, you gave your kind of ideas on, uh, the locks and then I kind of gave some more other side of it. Mm-hmm. So I'll do the same. I'll follow you up with the, <laughs> maybe a little more. Maybe you can make us feel better about it, about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, cause again, you know, we get Gabe's building this army and the locks figured that out, obviously through what happened in the last episode. And so they decide they need to go warn their friends and then poor Bodie's left out again and he's sick of it um which i totally get but yeah uh so we talked about the demon clubhouse and interesting house uh, but then we follow javi up there which was like random note with javi uh since i've binge caught up on yellow jackets which is the newest obsession in the podcastica camp here uh <laughs> i blame daphne but uh it's funny because that actor plays a character named travis who has a little brother named Javi yeah, on the show. I was, I was like, oh, this is... <laughs> by that at first. Wait, yeah. is he Javi here too? That's what I thought for a second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's also like, oh, a professional figure skater. Interesting. It's kind of crazy. And Daphne has seen him live since she photographs oh, that's cool. figure skaters. That's really cool. Kevin Alves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so... Eden barging into this demon feast. We've talked a little bit. It's like this whole table of fast food, enough hamburgers for a championship football team. Uh, mm, look good to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Matuku, I thought was pretty creepy again. Yeah. It is weird. It's like other than, yeah. What, what's, what's the point of him pulling him over? He's not going to attack other than maybe Gabe has direct orders for them not to harm Kinsey. Yeah. Intimidator or something just to, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, then they have, you know, Javi on campus, which leads Kinsey to follow him to try to find Gabe. But then that really doesn't play out because then we have Scott coming across Javi instead, where Javi chases Scott and leads him to uh, uh, Kenzie, where she beats the shit out of a bunch of possessed teenagers in one coach or something <laughs> with this like metal pole or baseball bat. Which, all right, that's what a nice day to whack a bunch of people with a metal pole. Uh, 
but they're over ta- overpowered, taken to Gabe. Gabe wants Kenzie to choose to join him. That's kind of like his big thing. Is he's like, I'm not, I don't want just to turn you, but I want you to choose to join me, which why, is such a weird, because she's like, he um, that she would say, uh, that's obviously no. never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I hate you. I thought that was kind of dumb. That right. Why would he think that she would agree to that? He's just, so, yeah, it's, I guess it's just I mean, it's all, I think delusional. part of this is, yeah, just the warped, He's like, just, yeah, kind of you know. lost himself in this obsession with her. But then Scott's like, just turn me instead of her. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds good, too. I'll do that. Uh, he said, I'll turn you first, but this isn't really a, uh-huh. a bargain or bargaining or anything. Right. <laughs> Bodhi's there to the rescue with the fire alarm, which is awesome. Uh, we do get a little bit more Matuku, not much. Just I guess the a purpose of Matuku is that he's to get to Nina. I guess does does Dodge or Gabe know that about the connection between the two of them? Maybe. Or it could just uh, be because he's a cop and an authority figure that mm-hmm. you know. Which was confusing because like why didn't he? Why did he show his um like that he was a demon? He could have right played off that he was use your hand with the locks. Say hey, you you need yeah. to come with me, and that would have been a easy way yeah. to kind of get them where you want them to be. Right. Yeah, I mean, she met Nina met him after Dodge killed the principal, but I don't know if Dodge would have known that she would have met him after that. Yeah, it's like it. I could see like a really creative line, but then it would like storyline. But you would have to Gabe would have to have a lot of information that we have that we don't think he has. But it's like, okay, so Nina and Josh are kind of like over or whatever for now. But then she had a thing with Matuku. So there's like an inside, but Gabe wouldn't know any of that. So, well, But you're saying, I don't remember seeing him a second time. We saw him a second time in this episode. Yeah, he showed up at the school after the fire alarm was pulled because Duncan notices Matuku get out of his car. Yeah, he got- And that's when he's like, oh, Nina, we need to go home. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it seems like Matuku's after Nina which again, like, makes sense because of their connections. They've had kind of like mm-hmm. a at least teased romantic. Uh, They're friends, at least in yeah. each other. Yeah, but it's like, but Gabe, I don't think he knows anything about Matuku and Nina. Well, Matuku could have told him. Matuku could have told, told him yeah. because he knows. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, I know Nina. I'll get her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so those are all really all my thoughts on it, which I don't know if it made it any better because a lot of my notes were also like, um, I'm also confused <laughs> what about, about this. this? So. <laughs> yeah, that didn't help, Peg. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did my best. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, well, I probably won't be any help either, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to stick to things that I liked. Uh, so I'm not just focusing on the things that I don't or, you know, I don't know. There were some things that confused me, though. Uh, well, my number two, it's 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 short, but I wanted to just give a, a shout out to my man Bodie, who once again comes to the rescue of his siblings. Yes. And, you know, I think in this episode proved himself to be smarter than his siblings by, you know, using the fire alarm to distract Gabe and his minions and was able to save, save them from being turned. Essentially it was going to be both skin, um, skinzy. That's her poor name. Yep. That's what it is. Um, 
but to save them from being essentially turned. Uh, so I think it was smart of him to realize that he was probably going to be needed. Of course, he had some serious FOMO anyway and was pretty pissed off. And I don't blame him. I'm like you, Paik. I know you mentioned it earlier in the episode. That, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That poor kid, you know, he, he always has pretty good ideas. He usually has pretty good insight. And I know he's just a kid, but he's proved himself you know, valuable before. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I know, you know, as an older sibling myself that you want to protect your younger sibling, uh, that, you know, you're, you're a little kid and, you know, he, he may not have like the strength or, you know, whatever to help defeat, but he's got his brains, which, you know, is, is not to be dismissed in my opinion so easily. Um, but I felt really bad for him. I mean, he was really, really upset in the morning uh, when they were like, yeah. you know, no, you just go to school and stay out of it. We've got it. But he's a part of it, too. All Everything that's happening involves him, too. Um, and I, you know, I was really glad to see that he jumped in, whether they liked it or not. And then if yeah. not for them, it could have went went south. And, you know, even though it was something like, you know, oh, the fire alarm is what distracted them, that might seem kind of lame, but that's what did it. So um, at least drew attention. You know, Gabe doesn't want to draw attention to what he's doing. So if anything, it just got people out of the classrooms, which does make me question, does anybody really go to class? I mean, do the lot kids or anyone really go to class? Because to me, it looks like a pretty cool school where you're just like lounging around on couches and, you know, between <laughs> classes all the time. So I don't see them in class that often, but whatever. Um so I don't know. Just really, really uh, proud of Bodhi and, you know, wanted to give him some credit, you know, for his contributions to, you know, um, trying to stop Gabe and whatever it is his plans are. I don't know that I fully The one thing I liked about yet. that was when um, I think it was Tyler or Kinsey was like, you're the one who set the alarm off. He just looked really proud of himself and almost kind of sheepish, like, yeah, like. You know, the smile like Bodie did good. I did a good <laughs> job, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, he he wasn't like you know, yeah, and be grateful and be all smug about mm-hmm. it or anything. He was just like he just looked yeah. happy to be acknowledged. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. because he's so dismissed because he's a little kid. It's like know? when I and tell one of my kids, "You you did such a great job," and they you can tell they're they kind of blush, but they're like really proud. It's he, he's a yeah. great little actor. Yeah. I like him. I, I do. I did have issue with how dramatic he got about his cell phone <laughs> being <laughs> taken away. What like, do you mean? Oh, Might have been. Well, I think that's he was your life. When the- that's your connection yeah, to but, all your. Yeah, but also, I mean, because he's on the outside, so I got him being a little upset about it because that phone is kind of it's that communication is life or death. The teacher doesn't understand that. So teacher he's doesn't yeah. that. But he's keeping track of, you know, what's happening at the school with Kenzie and Tyler and Gabe and all these, you know, his siblings could be hurt or killed or anything at any time. And he's checking on where they're at. He could have done a better job at keeping it concealed and not making it obvious because he should have turned the vibrate off and the sound. Yeah, he needed he needs to keep it in his lap where if it does vibrate you can't hear it he needs to keep it under his desk if he's going to have to text and not be so obvious because i mean everyone knows there's rules you know for having cell phones in class but he's not stupid he knows he's not supposed to have his phone and he could get it taken away and then when he does get it taken away and then he gets super dramatic and i mean he could have had it taken away for even longer than what he had because she's like i'll give it back to you at recess he was being super dramatic and if jamie hadn't stopped him like no no 
that's okay. He's not going to say anything else because, you know, I don't know, in my experience, the more you mouth off to teachers, you know, the more it gets me into trouble. At least that's my (laughs) past experience. Anyway, I need to learn to (laughs) shut my mouth and stop talking back. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was just like, Bodie, shut up. You know, I get it. You're upset. But learn, learn when to be quiet and just say, okay, I'll get my phone back at recess and hopefully nothing bad happens till then or whatever. But, um, so, so yeah, I mean, I get it, but it was just a lot. Um, but anyway, yeah, I was still really pleased with how he wanted to go help his, his brother and sister and came in to save the day. Mm-hmm. So that's my number two. Um, Jay, what's your number one? Okay. I'll talk more about this whole historical thing because I think, um, it was kind of like it served two purposes. One was to have a cool, exciting, dangerous, dark plot thread, which I did think was good. The whole thing. Um, I enjoyed it, even though it was, you know, kind of cruel and hard to watch in parts, but it was exciting, but also it was significant because this is how the locks discovered the portal, how they, how the black door was made, how they learned how to use magic and make keys. So it's worth kind of, you know, paying some attention to, um, the, the, it's interesting that they were, I guess they were blacksmiths or maybe they just learned that art to help make weapons for the American revolutionary soldiers. And then these mean, nasty British soldiers show up and it kind of made me feel like this feels like mustache twirling villains. It's weird to think of the British as like, Eh, ruffians, you know, I don't know if they're really like that, but <laughs> they, the you know, silver of the American revolution. Yeah, you definitely weren't rooting for them. Um, but it, it's also just weird for me to think about the British as, as our enemies, because our countries have been so friendly for so long, all our lives, you know, uh, and now here they are put in this position of the bad guys. <laughs> but anyway, um, like I said, it was funny to hear Kevin Durand with his English accent and he's captain Frederick Gideon of the crowns 23rd infantry. Um, I thought the house looked different, but that was key house, right? I think it yeah, was just, I'm sure they built around it as the years like, added yeah. to it. And- but if you look at like, it's, it's just so freshly it's white and the modern key house, it may be the same paint job, but it's all dingy. Maybe that's the only difference. I'm not sure. I don't know. I would feel, uh, even feel like that house that we see in the 1700s isn't even there anymore. Like yeah. it's yeah. completely taken down Just and rebuilt. Totally re- and, rebuilt. Could yeah, be. Yeah. <clears throat> so Gideon takes their gunpowder and is about to burn the women alive. That made me wonder, okay, did this kind of stuff really happen uh, back then? Because that's pretty severe. Or British soldiers like burning families right on the spot. Um, then killing one of them. He stabs Peter Locke in the chest and even is a jerk about it. And worst of all, your death will mean nothing. I mean, he's the worst. He's a really bad guy. (laughs) And then, Mm -hmm. uh, so Benjamin goes and gets reinforcements and the British soldiers flee to, I mean, I also thought, Oh wow, that turned around really fast. Like it seemed like these guys were kind of an authority in the area and the, the Minutemen. Yeah. And the, the, revolutionary soldiers were kind of like the underdogs, but really you just bring a few more guys and they're like, Oh, we got to get out of here and hide. That was a little bit uh, quick of a turnaround there. Like they didn't have much uh, of a contingency plan. If 
<laughs> people showed up with guns. And I also thought it was a little, um, a bit of a stretch that they would immediately run to the sea cave. It seems like they'd have some place to go if something like that happened, but okay, just let all that go. So Gideon uncovers black portal. This is all that what we saw in the first, uh, first episode where one of the soldiers gets hit and then ends up flying into the portal because they, the Americans show up and shoot him. But I, Gideon allows himself to be shot and possessed. And I, I had been one, wondering this whole time, okay, is he still around? Where did he go? But we see that he got hanged really shortly after that. He got shot and hanged. And he says as he's uh, getting ready to be hanged, I'm, I am only the beginning boy. Others from my world will follow and rip your world apart. And I'm like, you probably shouldn't have said that because that's what prompted this kid to go and make a door to cover up this portal right. like people in this episode are really quick to just lay their cards right on the table you know <laughs> in a way that doesn't really help their case i would say um so then they go back I, i'm just i'm just as critical about this part as the other parts huh? i didn't even realize that sorry but anyway <laughs> they go back and uh and benjamin i mean and his sister who i found out her name is miranda go back to the sea cave and i like when she's like it scares me yet i'm drawn to it that's kind of interesting yeah, uh, I know that feeling, by the way, to be scared by something, but drawn to it. Um, but but then I thought maybe Gideon felt that. That's why he let himself get shot. You know, there's a there's an allure there or something. Um, and so she, Benjamin hears the metal calling to him and he uh, decides to use it to make a lock and a key for the portal. Now, one thing I was thinking is. If. uh I didn't quite understand why he thought he had to make a magic key. Like maybe he, because there's no magic keys yet. Right. So he, why wouldn't you just think, all right, I'm going to take this material that came out of there and use that to make a key and a lock to cover up the door. And then he tries and his first attempt doesn't work. And his sister says, no luck. And he goes, I'm missing some element. And I'm like, how do you know it didn't work? You know, you're making a lock and a key. Like, I guess he just had a feeling like, Oh, this is not going to be effective, but we really, it's kind of vague. Like we really don't know why. And then she says in my reading of the rituals of alchemy, you must have two things, intention and sacrifice. And I'm like, wow, she's been reading about rituals of alchemy. That's like an edgy kind of a hobby. And it's kind of quite a coincidence that she's been reading about the very thing that instructs them on how to make a magic key. (laughs) so so he makes the omega key and and lock for the black door and i guess um the door is mostly wooden but it's just the lock and the key so maybe the magic of the lock is to make an ordinary door impregnable you know that's what i maybe he just knew for some reason that no the lock i made before wouldn't have held it wouldn't have held these whatever's behind here or would wouldn't it people who could easily break through it. But then he felt after he put his blood in there and had the intention that, Nope, this is a magic lock and key that no one can get through. I don't know, but whatever the case, it seems pretty clear that this is how the locks figured out magic. He says, wonder what else we can craft with these. He picks up a piece of whispering iron. So that sort of set him off. Like I need, all I need is intention and sacrifice and I can make magic keys. But I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts about any of the questions I brought up, like why he thought he needed to make a magic key and how he knew his first attempt didn't work? I don't know. Other than it, that key looked 
real bad. Um, it that's was like true. All right, that's yeah, a good point. Like, I don't think this is going to do anything. Yeah. yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But then you'd be like, you would just think, I'm not very good at shaping I, I, keys. Yeah, suck at this. Yeah. Because <laughs> he already, at the beginning, he couldn't make weapons either. Yeah. And then his sister's like, you need to put your blood in there. And he's like, I think I need to take a class or something. No, no, no. Cut your hand. Right. No, no, blood. Definitely blood. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading this book. <laughs> yeah, no, the only healthy. answer that I have, which is kind of just with historical stuff, that's really cool. Because you talk about you and Benjamin running off and getting these other people. And it's like, oh, they seem to be there so fast. But that's, I do like that was like a historical thing. Because I, I said, the, the Minutemen. And they were mm-hmm. a kind of a smaller, young, agile, athletic, very talented. It's kind of like the special forces of the colonial, you know, uh, <laughs> soldiers and, and, and people of the time. Mm-hmm. Given the name Minutemen because they were able to be ready and, to, you know, fighting back within a minute's notice. Mm-hmm. And so they were in that area. So I guess, you know, we see Peter send Benjamin off to get reinforcements and he knows where these guys are going to be at and they're going to be ready to go right away and he can bring them back as backup. So I did think that it was really cool that they included that because they were a big part of the colonial war for the American rebels, the soldiers, you know, at the time, mm-hmm. especially in the area of Massachusetts. Like, so yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I liked it. Yep. Anything else? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Uh-uh. <laughs> cool. Uh, Pake, what's your number one? That. <laughs> like, uh- exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> and I think we pretty much covered everything that I had on it. So, yeah. I guess it's pretty clear that Gideon's dead, right? It was interesting they were keeping yeah. him in the well house for a while. I guess just because it's able to be locked before up. His, before his hanging. Yeah. But he's yeah. he's gone. and. We don't yeah, which, really... which makes it feel like that if any any of the people that uh, are like possessed Ian and the others that are possessed can just be killed, like there's not a special, I guess, technique. I guess they can be killed. Yeah, they're they're right. stronger than they're a strong, normal human being, right. but yeah. you can still kill them. You can still kill them. And Gabe has said, "I you can be killed, but I can't." But we didn't know for sure if you could just mm-hmm. shoot them with a the gun and kill them or hang them. Right. Well, didn't did. Am I dreaming it? Did did he take a couple hits, Gideon, when they fired? Yeah, he him? took a couple of shots and survived them. That's true. Yeah. In the stomach, yeah. Yeah. So he took. I, I thought I remember seeing him taking a couple of shots to the gut, which in those days, for sure. I mean, even today, but I mean, especially even in those days, usually when you're gut shot, you're just dead because they can't fix you. They don't know how. They, you know, usually mm-hmm. even if they're able to take out the bullet, there's damage you know that's done that they could repair in those days. Um, so it was usually like a, an automatic death sentence if you got get shot, and he seemed to power right through that. Um, so maybe he had a little extra strength there, but I guess hanging was too much. I don't know. Mm-hmm. wasn't quite clear. There's just no written rules here that I feel yeah. like we're just kind of learning as we go here. Um, okay. So Peg, you didn't have, you, you said everything you wanted to say about your number one then? Um, I'm looking at my notes. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we got everything. Okay. Well, my number one, I'm going to just keep on picking on Mr. Bennett, uh, 
because I still I don't know. I feel like he's just to me been one of the shadiest characters when it comes to his true motivations and I'm I don't know if I know that he'll make the right decision to not you know actually try to go and get what Eden wants and you know to, he's going to give Eden what he wants to be able to get what he wants for you know because Eden's like I'll give you this but you got to do this for me and I'm like are you gonna do it are you gonna do it just yeah. don't do it he's um, gonna do it <laughs> well he's I know it seems like he's already kind of thinking about it so I'm already like uh you know I don't know loyalty's a big deal to me and this dude doesn't seem to have any except to himself um so I don't know I mean I his whole like thing is trying shady. to f- like he said, you know, Nina, the, this episode is talking to, is it Duncan? Yeah. And says things yeah. With, yeah. with Josh and I went south or things with Josh went south. And I was like, and I don't know yeah. when that happened. We, we that didn't happen? see that. But then I thought, yeah. okay, they didn't break up. But the last time we saw them together, he revealed, I'm here to find a portal to meet my ex-wife. And I'm thinking, okay. I guess, yeah, if I found out this new person I was dating is spending all their time trying to f- find a portal like to meet their ex, ex-wife, then maybe I would think, I guess that's what she means. And I, I also think, hey, if that is your focus, maybe you weren't ready to start dating yet. I guess maybe yeah. that shows that yeah. he wasn't ready to start dating, but he only dated Nina to find out the secrets of Key House or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think he's yeah, totally so going to say yes to Eden. No question. Yeah. When, he, when she said that line about things with Josh went south, I was a little taken back too. Cause I was like, yeah, what? Cause last week I talked about how understanding she seemed to be about his situation I know. and was like there for him. And then, so for the next episode to be like, yeah, things went south. I was like, you seem to be pretty good with it, but I guess, yeah. Like finding, you know, having your boyfriend admit that he's after a portal to another afterlife dimension to communicate with his deceased wife could be a deal breaker. I feel like Darby uh, Stanchfield did not know that she was going to feel this way this episode when she was acting her parts in the previous episode, because she really was playing it as an understanding person. (laughs) Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I guess that makes sense now. Cause I was kind of confused. He was like, wait a minute, what, what went South? But I guess when you picture it like that it would make sense because why would you try to continue dating someone or you know have a relationship with someone if they're so hung up and kind of obsessed with communicating with their dead wife then mm-hmm. where's it gonna go are you just gonna be like and i don't okay, know if yeah, ne- that's cool let's do that you know? <laughs> and i don't know <laughs> I mean, if nina knows in. this but if it is true that josh is just using her to find out more information about how to find his ex-wife then that makes it a hundred times worse I bet she will yeah. find out. I mean, if if, if that's yeah. why he was initially trying to get yeah. involved with her to right. glean more information, then she he might shows back that. up like, yeah, if he shows up with this. Oh, by the way, there's also the sea cave that's on or near your property and I need access to it. And I need a key. I think your kids know where that's at. Tell me where that's at. Let me get. Yeah. If he shows up at the house and she catches him there trying to find some kind of key or, you know, if he's, you know, yeah, I think there could be a confrontation there and she might find out and that sucks. She might be like, here, try this key. And it's a mirror, the mirror key. (laughs) (laughs) Here, asshole. This will lead you right to it. See what happens. Just walk through that and then you'll, you'll get there. (laughs) Yeah. That's a fuck around and find out. (laughs) Fuck around and find out key. (laughs) 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 I love it. F-A-F-O key. 
<laughs> I need one of those. Uh, okay, notes. Jason, you have any notes? Um, yeah, I definitely think he's going to say yes to Eden, <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, I, let's see. I think, um, I, 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 one prediction I have is maybe they will make this new key that unlocks demons from people's souls. And then they will not tell, you know, they'll send that person in as a um, mole or whatever to try to get the demon key away from Gabe, who will think that they're still possessed. That makes sense. Like if they do use it on the detective guy and then say, okay, now go get close to Gabe, pretend you're still possessed and try to get the key from him. Maybe. Um, the, the, the demons do seem like the possessed demons. They do seem like, you know, we were kind of thinking, are these like the other demons and are they, were they independent pre-existing personalities that are now inhabiting these humans or are they just fully created and exist for the first time when Gabe uses the key? Tyler says the demon key locks a demon to someone's soul. So that does sound like it's an existing demon which I would presume would be pulled from this other realm, but we don't know. I, I, I hope we find that out. Um, they do eat the same way as the other one. Uh, a couple of questions I was thinking about. Could a demon possessing a lock take a key from another lock? We don't know about that. Don't know. But that would be a good way to get all the keys. Yeah. You know, turn one of the locks. Um, what would happen if one of the lock kids used a demon key on someone? I guess they would just turn into a demon, even if someone who's not a demon used it. <laughs> Those are the two questions I had. Uh, I think um, that maybe I've already covered all my notes. The only last thought is just the idea of this portal to this demonic dimension that shoots bullets that can either possess people or be turned into magic keys is such a crazy idea that no one, no two people would ever think of. It came from the mind of Joe Hill. And I just love how specific and inventive it is. You know, the whole story. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I really love about lock and key is just the inventive creativeness of it. Yep. He is his father's son. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. Good. Nice. Good notes. About you, Pate? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple. Let's see. Uh, again, we've just been talking about that opening image. Again, it was the Omega Key. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about it, though, is it was the Omega Key like hilt or whatever, if you call it that. I guess that's a key hilt. The symbol, but it was like in an eye. And it almost looked like a door, though, too. Because yeah. if, if you look at the door, the door, when they were standing back from it after they had, they built the door, sorry, to the portal, it that almost looked like Omega shaped a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting because it wasn't just because I think this whole season we'd just be getting a key and focusing on that, maybe mm-hmm. like a little like the chain or something that went with the key. Or, but with this one, it was like the symbol of the key inside an eye that looks like kind of represented the portal or the door. So it's a little more extra added symbolism on top of it, which yep. is unique. But it wasn't so understandable where you're like, you watch the episode and you're like, oh, yep, there's where that showed up. You're like, with this one, like, yeah, the Omega key is important. But the symbolism didn't ex- explain itself necessarily right away. Right. So it'll be interesting. Uh, Funkle Dunk. 
<laughs> Another note. Um, <laughs> Funkle Dunk. Funkle. That's, that's my, my note. Funkle Dunk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> his, I like his, uh, just like the smart cover with Nina when, you know, the kids are arguing about sending Bodhi to school and not helping out. I thought, I thought his uh, covering for it was kind of fun and creative or not creative, but clever. You know, oh yeah, Kenzie's having some trouble with Gabe and, and Bodhi was, was buds with him. So which, you know, it, things aren't going well. So that's an understatement, uh, trouble with Gabe. Uh, yeah, and then he goes with Nina and accompanies her and helps her out at the theater as kind of a way to keep an eye on her. I thought it was cool. Uh, you were talking last week about Gabe kind of choosing to make an enemy out of Eden, and this week definitely is confirmed that's definitely what he's doing. That she's like, you know, I'll, I'll forgive you for abandoning me back at Key House since we're a team. And he's like, mm, who said that? <laughs> like, no, I, I meant it when I said we're done. And so he has definitely chosen to make an enemy out of her. And, and what is she doing? Her to I wonder. Yeah, because she goes yeah, to try to bring herself back into the fold and that's not going to work. Gabe is clearly done with her. She threatens to go after Kinsey and Gabe threatens her if he, she does that. So now I'm wondering... Because he goes, well, I, we're going to do our thing and you go do your thing. It's like, well, what is her thing? If she can't kill Kinsey and she's not part of the demon brigade, then what is she doing? And then, yeah, she goes to Josh. Is So now she's trying to access the door for herself. So is she trying to bring in other demons and build her own army against Gabe? Mm-hmm. What's, what's Eden's plan? We'll go back in there. Like, I'm done with this place. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going <laughs> Screw home. all of you. <laughs> Fuck I'm you guys. I'm going you. home. I'm going home. <laughs> but whatever, whatever she's yeah, doing... Home. Um, I'm glad that she has a plan of her own now that she's acting independently. Yeah. That feels good. Mm-hmm. But I, I hope she ends up being a major obstacle for Gabe in these last two episodes somehow. I, I think hope so too. Story. Go, go demon Eden. Yeah. <laughs> we end up rooting for her. How interesting does this season go? Yeah. <laughs> she's fun. She's just fun to have around <laughs> and interesting to watch. So she did yeah. kill an innocent popcorn guy. Well, slightly sleazy, uh, but that- innocent. That guy was a dick. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. Uh, he met the code. <laughs> yeah, Josh has figured out. He met out the code because he, <laughs> he hit on her. <laughs> yeah. uh, Josh has figured out the sea cave has to be near Key House through his reading and the different journals. Mm-hmm. He wrote it down. Um, sea cave near yeah. Key House. Yeah. Nina, I thought the scene with her and Duncan, we talked about her talking about you know, things with Josh went south, which is interesting. But even before that, it was it was a really kind of impactful scene because she sees herself on the edge of another bad path. Again, she talks about there's a cycle with me. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, his things with Josh went south and the kids are pulling away and Duncan's trying to be there for her, but he can't explain what's going on, obviously. Even if he wanted to, she's not going to She wouldn't remember anyway. Yeah. So you know, he's like, oh, they're not meaning to pull away and things are fine. But it was kind of hard to see her in this place. We saw her in the first season mm-hmm. where she feels, you know, she mentions she feels lonely and not needed. And, and she's just scared that it's going to drive her to be drinking again. And she sees herself on this cycle. And so I hope that she's able to, to come out of this. Okay. It felt pretty abrupt to me. I mean, there was a moment in the morning where Bodhi was upset about something and they wouldn't tell her what it was. And she was upset that they would tell Duncan, but not her. But in the whole rest of the season, she seemed really happy with the kids. And yeah. also it didn't really match up with how she was with um, Josh last episode. So 
it made it feel like either the writing wasn't handled well, kind of reminds me of Daenerys Targaryen in the last season of uh, Game of Thrones, or that she's just a really, like, she's still pretty fragile, you know, <laughs> that yeah, the smallest I, thing can I, trigger her. Well, yeah, but if she I is can, feeling- I can tend to believe that is as some, you know, well, you know, if she's dealing with, you know, addiction and depression and things like that, people who have these yeah, mental health true. hang-ups. Well, but there's it, that, and you know, this whole two thing or three little like- things pile on them on at one time. It's going to be an avalanche pretty quickly. Well, I don't know. It's I mean, if she's kind of dealing with kind of a breakup, I guess. I mean, because mm-hmm. she she seemed really really happy with Josh. Like she's being that giddy girlfriend, you know, cheering him on as he's dressed up in his silly costume, and she comes home the night before or the night after. Uh, her and Josh have their night together and she's like it was like the most amazing night of my life in such a long time and she's you know in that newlywed phase with him and then all of a sudden oh hey by the way i'm on the you know i'm on this mission to like connect with my deceased wife and she's kind of like uh oh okay i think she was they didn't show that though they should have shown it they didn't show that but i guess that's why it felt abrupt to me yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, that's valid. Well, there's a lot of things that they leave out. I think some context and things that they leave out of the show, yeah. and that's definitely one of them. But you know, I, I for yeah, me, it now, I think that would make sense. Just yeah, yeah, just would have helped it feel feel more organic if they would have shown some connecting tissue between the moment that she felt like, oh wait, this has gone south. And then her in full despair over it. You know, we didn't see that moment of her realizing no. it or feeling like, oh, something's shifted here. No, we yeah. didn't. But mm-hmm. there's, yeah, there, that happens a lot sometimes in the show. <laughs> kind of <leaves> <laughs> it's funny because as I'm going through my notes, I'm even realizing like most, I was like, <laughs> for the one time in a long time, it's like talking about the episode on the podcast has made us like it less. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but even like my notes, because I'm like, oh, yeah, I have so many of these little questions because even, you know, with Josh, you know, if he goes along with Eden's plan, but what is he expecting from the door? Because he was thinking, oh, it's a way to this afterlife or this other dimension where I can connect. But even through his reading with these journals and stuff, he's now yeah, realizing that's not... the, the Whispering Iron has a different power. It yeah. brings another power into a living person. So even after reading all that, he's like, then he's still like, oh, yeah, let's go. Why? <laughs> Maybe, that, yeah. You've learned that this place has nothing to do with what you thought it did. Right. So. Yeah, so, yeah. It does seem like he's on his way to that. By the way, I, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when um, Karen and I started Walking Dead cast, and I still, to this day, my one of my goals and my purpose for podcasting was to enhance something that we're all fans of. So there are other podcasts where they just pick the shit out of things, and that mm-hmm. seems to be the main thing that they like to do. And I'm like, no, that's not, um, that's not my purpose, but I also will point out things that I'm not, you know, satisfied with, or that I think are a little sketchy because I feel like it would be kind of disingenuous to pretend that's not there. I don't look for it, but if it is there, I'll point it out. And then I feel like that makes it more, um, meaningful when I'm actually really jazzed by something or, uh, impressed or whatever, because you know that I tell the truth. So if, if I'm saying yeah. that I think something's great, then you'll know that I'm not just saying that because I want everyone to feel good about this show, but it's because I actually mean it, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of one reason why I'm, I'm okay sometimes when I'm not oh, so, definitely. so into something, anybody listening putting to this it out there knows that we 
love this show. Yeah, and I, and I show, even with do. all the little points I said about this yeah. episode, I still enjoyed watching it. <laughs> yeah, and so like you said, then you know if we take this time where if this episode has a lot of those little things that maybe bummed us out or yeah. confused us, or we noted we noticed a lot of of down stuff. Well, then if next episode really steps it up and we're really praising it, then they know it's genuine, right? Yeah. And then if you get a show like, I mean, I mean, I joke about it all the time, but Fear the Walking Dead, where week after week, it's just like, okay, I don't like this show anymore. It's too many weeks of complaints. You know, we're just going to, well, what we've done is cut down our coverage, but for season eight, I don't think we're even going to cover it anymore because I don't want to have a hate fest all the time. You know, that's, right. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. Yep. <laughs> nope. But the the part of the key that you hold on to to turn it, I'm reading, is called the bow. And not not that anyone would ever refer to it that way, but that's the technical term. <laughs> Any other notes, Peak? That's it. Okay. I think we covered most of mine, but there was one I'm curious about. Do we, and we may not, I, I feel like we're just kind of learning rules and they're kind of playing with the rules uh, as we go. Uh, but, you know, kind of taking inventory of what keys the locks have left, which aren't many, you know, because they've had some taken uh, back from Gabe or they are no longer in their possession. And so they're trying to use what they do have as weapons um, in protection of and against Gabe and his army. But they still have the music box key. And Gabe was talking in this episode, you know, Did telling that Eden back? that, well, I thought they do they not have the music box key? They just have the music box. I think so. The locks, locks just have the box. The box yeah. the key. Oh, okay, the key. well that would make more sense. Well, okay yeah. then, that that throws that out the door. I was just wondering if it could be used against demons, like if they, because Gabe's like, you know, you know the difference between them and you. They're compliant. They, you know, they're obedient. Uh, you know, and I thought, oh well, you could do the same thing with the music box. You can tell people what to do or make someone i just wondered if it would work against demons but since the locks don't have forgot It'd be worth a shot one of them that the locks mm-hmm. didn't have yeah like when they one of the reasons they tell Bodie you you need to go to school is because that's right after they just got finished saying you know kinsey's like i'll take the hercules key and tyler's like, i'll take the matchstick key but there's no more keys um so i don't maybe there's no more it's- like weaponizable keys the chain key is with Gabe, I think so. I say I'm, yep. I feel like it's this constant back and forth, and I can't. I'm having a hard. It's like I need this inventory of like. I usually do a segment where what. I do an update yeah. on who's got what keys, but yeah, I think um, Gabe still has the music box key. Yep. Then you're right. Then yeah, that wouldn't matter anyway. But it was just something that I was like, well, I wonder if they had if they had that, could they use it against the demons to, you know, not listen to Gabe but listen to them? But again, I don't know what the mm. rules are. Okay. Well, I Depends think Depends on what the writers was... thought they would want for the story, I would I know. <laughs> that's what I'm but saying. But it would it's be like worth a shot if you were one of the kind kids of and you had it. Yeah. Flexing on the rules and what they what they're allowed to do. Cool. Well, that was I think pretty good coverage even even if, you know, this wasn't like a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes this week, you know, we there were <laughs> we were at least still entertained <laughs> and um, you know, had some thoughts. Got to watch Yellow it. Jackets for that. well two more episodes to go we'll see how it how it ends up okay well 
Um, now we get to our listener feedback portion um, of the podcast, one of my favorite parts, to kind of get to see what our listeners have to say about this week's episodes. Um, no comic stuff? Uh, not till after. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'll go first. Thank you. Uh, Lindsay Schlick says, I'm not really sure what I thought of this episode. While still good, it didn't feel like it measured up to previous episodes. Yep, you're on the same page as us. I returned to some Harry Potter type music and the weird acting of the Gideon guy distracted me in the colonial flashback scenes, although getting more backstory was nice. Some of the action scenes, the stakes seem lowered. Gabe simply lets an angry Eden leave. Powerful demons hit by a few musket balls lay on the ground waiting for capture. A demonic Jackie is simply pushed to the side by Tyler. A fire drill saves the day. <laughs> Felt a bit like an episode of Scooby-Doo, if I'm being honest. I'm glad we have a plan now with a new key. I'll just chalk this up to the inevitable Met episode of a season, and I'm excited for next episode. Well, that's nice. I hate when I like dog on an episode and then everyone, all the listeners love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me take the next one. Please. All right. This comes from Don Elizabeth. It says, this is getting better and better. Oh, here we go. Spoke too soon. Loved seeing Kevin Durant again, even though he was evil. Loved, Dur- uh, loved Duncan referring to himself as Funkel. And he is again now. I felt bad for Eden for a minute when Gabe made it plain that he no longer needs or wants her. I wonder if she'll be part of his downfall. When I saw the house literally on the edge of the cliff where all the demons were with Gabe, I said, well, that's going to go off the side at some point for sure. <laughs> about the cave, <laughs> the locks didn't know about it before the red coats hid there and the waves outside totally took me out of the action. I could just see people throwing buckets of water to make the poor effect. Pretty shoddy. I, I'll admit I, I saw this comment this uh, feedback on facebook before watching the episode for the second time and i was looking for that and i was like oh yeah no she's right <laughs> it's like just like whoo bucket of water um mm-hmm. <laughs> uh good for jamie to take the dollhouse key but for goodness sake Bodie, put it in your pocket is mm-hmm. it still in his desk when will they learn i'm still not sure about josh and oh poor jackie i hope tyler's plan for the key works oh and the original key house was so boring looking i hope we learn how it became the house we know now I've thought that about the sea cave too. Like people love to explore caves and this portal is not even that far back in the cave. So I'm sure it's kind of, it would have been well explored, you know? I think, yeah. I don't know. The only thing is we, the portal wasn't open at least for the, in the 1700s. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't open until he put his hand on that wall and then it, didn't he do that because he, there was some th- glow or sound or something like he was trying yeah, to I'm figure something sure. out. It wasn't just like, let me lean against this wall. And then it happened. I, I don't know for sure, but yeah. Yeah. I, I mean here, like close to where I am in Santa Cruz, there's caves and you go in there and there's just graffiti everywhere. Which I do <laughs> have an interesting theory about why the keys and everything are connected to the locks specifically when it was Frederick Gideon that opened the portal. Why? And because uh, mm. you wonder, it's like he had just killed Peter Locke, and so maybe when he put his hand on whatever spot that was the wall, he had maybe had the blood of Peter Locke on his hand, and the mm. portal was opened through a blood connection to the locks. That would be awesome. Maybe because yeah, that's an answer we don't know yet. Why? Yeah, you can't take a key from a demon can't take a key from a lock, and why only locks yeah, can make? I don't keys. know because I was I was 
I thought about that and I'd seen some stuff and, and like online of other people without seeing, you know, episodes after this. So it's not like confirmed, but saying, well, maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about that too. But then, so rewatching it, I didn't see, like, they didn't show, <laughs> they didn't show like clear, like blood on his hands or anything. So maybe not because it's like, you would think if that was a point, then they would have shown blood on his hand to be like, Ooh, see, we, yeah. we had that planned. So I don't know. Hmm. But it is a thought that I was like, well, it could explain. Mm-hmm. That, it, yeah, food for thought. Okay. Thank you, uh, Lindsay and Dawn, for those thoughts. Um, that was really great. Yeah, uh, thank we you. Did get a, Appreciate yeah. you guys writing in every week. It's great to get feedback. Yeah, yeah. it's nice and consistent. I yeah. always look forward to hearing what you guys have to say. So keep it coming. We've got two more episodes. And please, everyone else, we've got two more episodes to go. So if you haven't left feedback yet, you know, let us know what you're thinking um, about the show so far. Okay. We did get a voice message this week from our good friend Steve. Let's see what he has to say. Hello, Strange Indeed, and this is Steve, and this is going to be for Lock and Key, Episode 8. Hey, we're back to the 1700s. Eight cover, Duncan, and the whole Funkel thing. <laughs> and this is a clever way to uh, accompany uh, her to the theater and keep watch her back. Oh, man, this cop pulling them over uh, could be a demon. We don't know. That's the problem with this. Okay, it's the guy from the first season. But I guess uh, he did turn him. Wow. I was wondering last week where this where this guy was. We hadn't seen him this season yet, right? Oh, so we're seeing what led to the, what we saw in the first episode, right? Them in the cave. Interesting scene with those British soldiers and the Minutemen. So I, I got to go back and rewatch the first episode. I don't remember what happened there. <laughs> this is real life, not a movie. Actually, it's a TV show. Where are the adults? I think I've asked this question before. This big fight between eight kids just happens in the courtyard and they drag two of them into a school building? Come on. Well, I guess if Gabe has turned some of them, maybe they had a way of... of just, I don't know. Oh, he turned Jackie. Oh, man. Well, now there actually is a fire. It's cool. A piece of uh, whispering iron in the fishing lure. I love it. Interesting. So there was just a stash of... Uh, whispering iron laying all over. I guess th- it would be true because as long as the door was open or the doorway was open, they would have been flying out of it, right? So yeah, that stands to reason that they would be there on the floor of of the cave. There, the- yeah, that makes me that makes sense. And of course, that's where the episode ends. Let's get to work. Looks <laughs> like something Ash would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. I was watching yeah. a Thank you, Steve. few of us watched Yellow Jackets last night together, and Steve was one of them. And he'd make comments every once in a while, and I was like, "It's a live, live, Steve!" Yay! <laughs> All right, thank you guys uh, for your contributions to the feedback. Thank you, Steve. Um, okay, so now it's time for comic talk. So for anyone, uh, I don't know if you guys have anything, but just in case, I'll just say if if anyone has. Uh, does not want to hear anything about the comics or potential spoilers or anything like that, uh, please feel free to skip ahead a little bit. Um, did you guys have have some thoughts or notes about anything from the comics this week that pertain to this yeah. episode? Uh, just kind of the the British soldiers, the redcoats, uh, mm-hmm. and how the the door was the portal was found, and how the door 
was built. A lot of this was taken from the comics, but changed kind of significantly, uh, significantly in some places. So in the comic version, we also get this kind of flashback where we're following Benjamin and Miranda Locke, the, the, the kids of this family, except in the comics, I don't know if we actually get like a name of like Frederick Gideon or anything, but just the British soldiers are there and we pick up with them hanging Peter and the mother in front of the house for these crimes of, of aiding the colonial soldiers. Wow. And so they, 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 the parents are the ones that are hanged, Peter and his wife, leaving the kids on their own. Oh, and then they're like, Oh, well, what, yeah. It's like, well, what do we do with these kids? And then it was like, well, we're over, we're taking over the house since the parents are dead. We can, we take it over. That's when Benjamin says something about actually my uncle owns this land. So you have to talk to him first. So it gives them a little bit of time to where the kids are just alone in the home. And then the caves are actually being used as a hiding spot for Minutemen and colonial soldiers. And so Benjamin and Miranda head down there to uh, check on them that are hiding in the caves. And they find out that the portal had opened somehow. And one of these colonial soldiers had actually been infected and then was, and then killed his fellow brethren. And so it was like, well, why are you know, we turning on each other? And that's when they find that this, dark power and this pulling power from the portal had caused this guy to go mad and kill his own uh, fellow soldiers. And so that's where Benjamin gets the idea to then kind of lock it up and close it up to protect his own men. Mm. So I thought that was pretty interesting that they kind of had, they flipped it to where it was more the British soldiers who were negatively affected and possessed by this door versus the, Mm -hmm. the colonials and then changing it to where they, hung frederick gideon instead of the the parents at the beginning yeah that so fits they kind of, kind of it was more you know yeah they, they took the comic the, the source material and was like okay let's let's change it up to where we're more just you know inspired by versus retelling yeah. the way that it was done the way the show owners have talked about this series being different from the comic where the comics like three parts yeah. horror one part fantasy and it's reversed for the show yeah Cool. Um, I know like a question or well, question statement. I'm not sure because I had read like the first two, three volumes, I think, uh, from Log and Key, but I never finished it. I thought I'll, I'll just wait a little bit and before I finish it out and see how the show plays out since I know that there are, are some differences. Um, and I know, Peck, you were working up to nearly finishing um, them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this where exactly this falls because i know they're kind of doing things a little out of order like they're not oh they're jumping all yeah they're jumping all over the place it's not like doing oh here's the story from volume one or two um they're kind of taking pieces from all of them so i hope that this doesn't spoil anyone but is there anything about i'll just maybe pose it as a question and we'll see maybe i won't say the whole thing is there anything in the comics um or how much history, I guess, have you gotten to? Let me pose it that way. As far as, I mean, it sounds like you, you had some of the Revolu- Revolutionary War stuff from, from yeah. there. Do they talk? Have you gotten to the part where where or how the keys were made or how it started yet? Where in yeah. your reading? Yeah. And okay. it's, it's kind of in that same little section as we get what I was just talking about. And it does kind of end with them. Okay, we've got to close up this. Key. And it's like, you know, the whispering iron that speaks to you. And yeah, it gives him the idea. Well, if we take the magic to use against itself, was like because they first he first just builds like a regular door mm-hmm. and lock, and it does not hold like the the demon like back. power within just busts it open. 
and actually uh, grabs a goat and turns the goat into a murdering demon goat, which is really Yee! interesting. It's a, quite an interesting not little the section. Goats. Uh, um. Yeah, but then he realizes like, oh, so a regular lock is not going to hold this thing in place, and so that's when he has the idea to use the iron to kind of you know, use magic against itself, did, and that's where it holds. Did they need blood to make? Did did it take the blood to make the keys? I don't remember that being a part of it. Okay, it could have been. I don't remember. I- because I was questioning that. I, I thought I saw somewhere yeah. that they didn't need blood to make the key. And that the in the comics, uh, and it, tell me if this is wrong because I'm not sure, if that, or that the whispering iron is only heard by those of pure hearts or no malice. It doesn't have to be mm. lock specific. And that's why in the comics, Bodhi and Duncan are, um, as a kid, are the ones who primarily find most of the keys. Yeah. Does that seem... Yep. Accurate. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I don't helps. think there's any blood sacrifice part of that. Okay, that's interesting. In I was comics. just curious yeah. since you know, kind of related to this episode, and if that that were true. Okay. Interesting. Well, I like I like seeing the history stuff. I can't wait to read read it in the comics and kind of get some of that too. Yeah. Awesome. Any other comic talk before we move on? I think that's it. Okay. Thanks. Cool. All right. Next week, we're going to be covering season two, episode nine of Lock and Key called Alpha and Omega. Quite a title. Beginning and the end. the name of one of the volumes of the Mm -hmm. comics. Isn't it the final one? (laughs) I believe so. I think it might be. I don't know. Oh, that's weird because there's more to go. they've, They've pulled... Because uh, again, I know we're now officially out of comic talking now. But yeah, they jump around because I think because mm-hmm. I'm like still like kind of working through like volume five, and like the kids haven't even been to the portal yet themselves. So <laughs> like yeah, they they've get really there until the end really to see it. So they've jumped all over. Yeah, I think they probably brought a lot of stuff from later on into season one in case they didn't get to do more seasons. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. well can't wait um but we are excited for you to follow us into key house but until then you can follow us on twitter at strange t cast you can like us on facebook at facebook.com slash stranger t cast you can email us at stranger things cast pod at gmail.com and you can also find us on the tv time app you can find strange indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. Speaking of great podcasts, sounds like there's a lot happening uh, in development on the Podcastica network. Jason, do you have any updates to give? Yeah, let's see. Uh, Ben and Greg and Wendy are, I think they're about to do episode six for Wheel of Time, which is a, what is that? Nine episode season? Eight, eight. eight. Yeah. So three more. And, um, that they've been doing great on that. I think, um, Greg's friend who loves wheel of time is going to sub it for Ben this week because Ben's busy. But anyway, that's been going good. And because we all fell in love with the show, yellow jackets that Daphne was telling everyone about, we decided to start up podcasting about that on house podcastica too. There are five episodes into a 10 episode season. So they're going to do an episode 
this week covering the first five, like a catch up. And then we're going to do episode by episode after that. It's this show on Showtime. I think it comes on right after Dexter and it, um, it's like Lord of the flies with girls. There's a little bit of lost feel to it, but it's very dark. There's also some cannibalism. So, uh, (laughs) it's pretty crazy. It's very well written. The characters are great. It's gripping as hell. They, it it takes place back in the nineties, but also you see moments, um, in current day to show some of the survivors what they're doing now. And, uh, it has a 100% on rotten tomatoes. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah and also uh karen is coming back to walking dead cast for our next episode recording next week where we'll, we'll talk about the christmas horror comedy krampus which i've never seen yeah. but i'm excited oh, about that i love it so much it's one of my favorites <laughs> it's on my uh my christmas rotation for this year for cool. sure and we we covered it on run for your lives last year as mm. our uh, like christmas special so i love that it's a good one yeah i'm excited awesome. for that revisit the good old days with Karen on there. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, well, and then of course on strange indeed for Dexter, you're um, joining us tomorrow, Jason, Yeah. For the next episode of Dexter. So by the time, I don't know if anyone will listen to this in time before we actually record, but um, probably already heard me. Um, may have already heard you on here i don't know but you know just in case definitely want to mention that i'm really excited for you to join us um for that episode um i promise i won't nitpick the hell out of it but there's one or two (laughs) things for sure um i think i would be quite surprised have you not if you didn't come to the table with a couple of things at least one or two (laughs) I, i would have asked if you were okay um Hey, what about you and Daphne on uh, Run for Your Lives this week? Yeah, this week uh, we are covering our first animated movie. We did a animated TV show with Greg Wabuk. We did Camp Cretaceous uh, Season 1. But this is our first time doing an animated movie that me and Daphne just break down. But it's, again, one of my favorites. We've been doing a lot of my favorites lately because I've been so busy. It's like, give me some easy stuff to do over there for mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, so uh, it is the Leica Studios stop motion animation film Paranorman. Hmm. And good one. such a good one. So good. I love Leica so much. So it's it's great. It's this uh, strange, lonely, but real smart, brilliant little 11-year-old boy who has a power to communicate with the dead. And he ends up getting tangled into this I see centuries-old... Yeah, centuries-old mm-hmm. curse from a witch. There's zombies involved. All kinds of fun stuff. It's, yeah, I like that one. It's great. It's a great one. <laughs> <laughs> That's zombies. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Cool. A lot of updates. A lot of things going on. Hope everyone can Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I can't. Lots of so. stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, for a long time with... Well, yeah, I don't want to say that. Never mind. okay end scene i'll tell you what i was gonna say (laughs) when we're done recording (laughs) okay all right that is our show thanks for listening everybody until next time i'm rena i'm jason and david sk is strange indeed at parker our purpose is simple We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. 
by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.